this holiday season. Christmas is here. But so is the fear. I, I just don't know if I can do it. If not now, then when? When? Uh, I'm scared. We all are, but we gotta take the leap. You'll be safe, and I'll be right there with you. Watch the movie critics are calling the scariest story that can happen to anyone. This holiday season, watch Meeting His Parents for Christmas. Opening Christmas Day. What's up, everybody? This is another episode of To Be Continued with Cristela Alonso. And guess who I am? I am Cristela Alonso. I say that with an accent to not offend people. I remember years ago, I was doing a, uh, I was doing a commercial. I was doing a promo, uh, introducing myself. It was when I had the TV show and the show was about to go on. And um, in the commercial, I was supposed to say hello to everybody and say my name. And in the beginning of the commercial, I said, Hi, my name is Christella Alonzo and I have a new show, blah, 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 right? Oh, my God. The commercial came out, and I can't tell you how many people I got coming at me online telling me, you sell out. Why are you saying your name with an English accent? It's Cristela, not Cristela. What are you thinking? And I thought, uh, well, what? I don't even know what the problem was. You know, it's like I remember being so shocked by it that I'm like, wait a minute, you're telling me how to say my name? Get out of my face with that. So now <laughs> I like doing that a lot where I say my name and I'm like, um, hi, my name is Cristela Alonso. Does that make you feel comfortable? Here's a taco. Anyway, it feels like, is it just me or does it feel like Thanksgiving was such a long time ago? Uh, it just happened. It's it's like a week ago, and I yet I feel like Thanksgiving seems like an eternity ago. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because we live in this time right now where I feel like so much is happening on such a rapid pace. You know, on, like I was telling my friend Amelia yesterday, it's weird how we can not pay attention for a day, and then it just seems like we miss so many headlines, and it's weird. Maybe that's why it feels like it's so long ago. Anyway, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving, whatever you were doing. I ended up playing Super Mario uh, Odyssey, not to brag. I got some moons under my belt. People that play the game know what it's about. I can't believe it, though. Thanksgiving passed, and all of a sudden, you know, what's what's weird to me is Thanksgiving is going away. It seems like it's not as prominent as it used to be. It's not like everybody talks about Thanksgiving like they used to. Um, in a weird way, doesn't it feel like Black Friday has become as talked about as Thanksgiving? It, it's insane. I was actually, um, I was talking to my friend, uh, I was talking to my friend Amelia, we were talking about outlets, you know, going to an outlet, outlet mall. And, um, there's one that we go to, uh, 
like an hour and a half, two hours away. It's uh, in Cabazon. It's like uh, near Morongo. It's on the way towards Palm Springs. And uh, we were looking up the hours to see when, you know, when they were going to be open. They were opening Thanksgiving at maybe one. It was either like, it was like really early. And I remember thinking how normal it's become that now Black Friday isn't even Black Friday. It's like Gray Thursday. They start hella early. And it was weird because then I get it. Look, you know, during the holidays, because my family didn't really celebrate holidays, we were bored out of our minds on holidays because we didn't have much to do. And back then, back in my day, see, back in my day, boys and girls, when I was a child, we only had a handful of TV channels. And in the holidays, they would play holiday-themed programming. And really, there was only like four channels or something for a long time. And if you didn't like what they were showing, then you were out of luck. Unless... You were one of those fancy people that had a Blockbuster membership, maybe? A Hollywood video card, maybe? Where you would go, get in the car, you'd go to the store, and you would rent a movie in a thing called a VHS. Uh, a VHS was like a an Andre the Giant-sized cassette that, instead of music, played film. And... I remember it was always, I don't even remember, I don't know how it was in everybody's household, but in my family, it was high stress level trying to pick what movie to satisfy everybody. Now, we always had, uh, we always had to go by, by tastes and just uh, appropriateness. So usually what would happen, we would uh, go to whatever, like, I, I want to say it was maybe Hollywood video. I don't even think we had Blockbuster. But um, we would go to the store, we'd go to the place, the rental place, and uh, I could get a movie because I was a kid. I'd had to get like a kid movie. My brothers would get like the awesome movie. Like they would get Die Hard. I would get Follow That Bird, which I love Follow That Bird. Sesame Street It's my first movie that I went to go see in the theater ever. But then we would also have to get a, a movie from my mom because my mom um, couldn't speak English. So a lot of times... We would try to find a movie that was available in Spanish dubbing, or we would have to get a movie in Spanish, which uh, some of the movies in Spanish growing up with them, they were always very similar or they were, I mean, some of them I still watch today. My mom, we used to watch in Spanish, we used to watch a lot of the same movies. Um, there was a, a series of movies called, the. well, basically it was these two brothers, those uh, hermanos Almada, uh, Mario Almada. And his brother, like they were basically, it was the same movie. They would fight bad guys and they would shoot like a million bullets out of their guns and they would never run out of bullets. And they pretty much always won. And a lot of the movies were actually shot uh, in my hometown area. For I've noticed that a lot of those movies, a lot of the the movies like that were were shot in in my hometown, like in South Texas. I would recognize places and it was always so weird, yet kind of cool because... It felt like we were part of Hollywood, you know? Um, the movies were super low budge, though. Uh, we would also watch another series uh, from a very funny woman who had a character named La India Maria. And La India Maria was basically this um, woman, indigenous character, and uh, she was smart but not smart at the same time. 
And she's very slapstick, very farcical, you know, everything. I used to watch a lot of her movies, like Tonta Tonta, Pero No Tanto. Google it if you don't understand what I'm saying. And uh, also, you know, the classics, the Cantinflas, the Pedro Infante, Antonio Aguilar, Piporro. My family was really obsessed with um, this uh, brother duo, um, funny, Los Hermanos Polivos. Los Hermanos Polivos, where they used to make these movies. They made this um, movie my family was obsessed with called Ay Madre, which translates to Oh Mother. And uh, we still <laughs> quote that movie all the time. But, you know, um, we would go to the movie. We would go to the video place. We'd rent movies. I remember when Batman came out, the first Batman, the Tim Burton Batman with, with you know, Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. My oldest nephew, Sergio, was a newborn baby, and my mom, my mom, and my sister had come down to visit my mom, and uh, with a husband and the baby, and um, we rented Batman every day and just watched it religiously. We were so obsessed with Batman. I'm obsessed with Batman. I have always been obsessed with Batman as a kid, loved it, like everything, like watched the movie, watched the series, everything. I'm obsessed with Batman. Now, what people might not be aware of if you're younger is that um, when Batman came out, when we used to rent it, it was considered a new release. So the new release, those were the hot ticket items that you wanted. And sometimes those new, like the new releases, they were expensive as hell because they would charge you every day because they were hot commodities. I mean, depending on what it was, sometimes they they charge you like, I want to say maybe four bucks or something, five bucks every night. And you had to return it the next day and you had to rewind it before you turned it in or else they would charge you for not rewinding. They would charge you a rewinding fee. See, a lot of people don't know about that because with DVDs and Blu-rays, you don't rewind. You don't have to rewind it. Just boom, it's there. But yeah, that, that was part of our, you know, holiday, our holiday activity. You know, other than that, though, when you don't celebrate the holidays, it just kind of felt like a hurricane was coming because we grew up in South Texas where hurricanes hit. And every time that we would get like a hurricane thunderstorm, like a tropical storm warning, we would board up the windows, you know, we'd go to the grocery store, get like a loaf of bread, batteries, you know, whatever we could find some water. And we would just get holed up inside our little house and we would just wait for the hurricane to come and go. And you were just kind of sequestered. You were just kind of in there for the longest time. And it just felt like an eternity. And that's kind of how the holidays felt. So I guess when I was in high school, going into high school, my mom and I started going to Walgreens. We would go to Walgreens because they were open on the holidays. And we would just walk up and down the aisles, completely bored, just trying to kill time and just see things at Walgreens, you know, and we, we were doing We would do that with my sister when we'd visit her in Dallas. And that's kind of what we did, you know? Um, so it's funny. It's like, uh, now there's so many options, so many TV channels to do. It's like you can, you're, everything is more accessible. We have, we're more, we have more access to entertainment and just kind of like, um, zoning out in a way. So I guess in a way it just does feel like Thanksgiving happened a long time ago. Yet again, I'm I'm recording this. It's Wednesday afternoon right now. And it hasn't even been a week, but it feels like a long time. 
And um, now we're going into Christmas mode. And like I was saying, it's Black Friday. Black Friday started on Grey Thursday. I call it Grey Thursday. It is Grey Thursday because Black Friday, like by the time Black Friday starts, so many people have already shopped. It's insane. But um, the Christmas spirit is among us, which basically means that you can go to stores that are really busy, uh, punch people to get that sweater to celebrate how much you love people at the same time, which is so ironic. But uh, yeah, Thanksgiving passed and um, I spent, I started cleaning up my closet last week and um, I do this every couple, I do this like every other month, but the way that I'm cleaning it this time, I honestly, I went through every piece and tried on everything in my closet to see if it was worth keeping or not. And I just kind of went from there. And I just thought, well, you know, if it looks good, I'll keep it. If not, I throw it away. Well, not throw it away. I give it away, not throw it away. I actually, I do not throw, I don't throw clothes away. I like, I meant give away. And, um, you know, it took a long time and I have a stack of clothes, a big stack that I have to go donate. And um, I was cleaning out my closet and I realized that I own a lot of cool things. And, you know, I was telling my friend Steve that, that I own a lot of cool things. I like a lot of the stuff I own, obviously, because I bought it. But um, but I don't wear anything that I buy. There's a lot of cool things that I have hanging in my closet. A lot of shoes I own in my closet that have never been worn, that I've had for, you know, a long time. And uh, I was telling my friend Steve that, and, you know, he was like, he knows me really well, obviously. Like, I've known him for, God, a long time. We met in Dallas. And we were talking about how um, I find it hard to wear things that I buy because I want to take care of them, if that makes any sense. I don't know if this makes sense because I, I don't know how common it is, which is why I wanted to talk about this because I want to know if other people are like this because I would like to think that maybe it's not uh, only me. I, I don't think it's only me. But um, my problem is that I buy nice things, what I consider nice, and uh, I don't wear them. Because I'm not used to having nice things. And it's funny. Because I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I feel like a lot of the stuff that I buy a lot of times is me trying to make up for the childhood I didn't have. Does that make sense? Like I can, I can buy, I can buy a pair of nice jeans that I could never afford when I was a kid. You know, when I was a kid, my mom used to put my clothes on layaway at Walmart, you know, and we would go visit the clothes every week so that she could give her $5. And I would get my, my dresses, my jeans, everything from Walmart. And I would see kids wearing brand names to school. And I always felt jealous I was jealous of them, obviously. I mean, I couldn't afford it, you know? And it's weird because now as an adult, I can buy whatever I want. And I'm not saying that because I'm like, hey guys, I'm balling. I can buy whatever I want. But like, really, you know, even if I have to save money, I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I can buy whatever I want. 
And sometimes I do. And it just sits in my closet. It just sits there. And I just look at it and I'm like, oh, that's so pretty. And I don't wear it because I feel weird wearing it. Isn't that weird? I mean, do other people feel like that? Uh, It's strange because like Steve was telling me I should, I should, I should use the stuff I own. And it's weird because of course I should. It's such a simple, it's such a simple thing to say. Of course, it makes complete common sense. Like it's common sense. It makes the world, you know, it makes all the sense in the world. Yet I can't bring myself to do that. I will buy sneakers. I love sneakers. I have sneakers I've never worn because I love them so much that I buy them. And then I'm like, I don't want to dirty them. And so I don't do it. So I I, I buy, I I wear cheap stuff a lot of times. You know, I go to Target, I'll buy a t-shirt, I'll wear the hell out of the t-shirt. Because I'm like, eh, it was like four bucks on clearance. I'll wear the hell out of this t-shirt. Yet, my nice t-shirts that I spent, you know, more money on, which I won't say. You know, it's like the more, you know, the shirts that I buy that I spent more money on, I won't wear. Because I'm like, oh, that's a nice shirt. I need a reason to wear that shirt. Isn't that weird? A lot of us, I think, do that. The thing about, like, we all need a reason to wear things. And when you think about it, it sounds so insane that you would look for a reason to wear something. I mean, unless it's a tuxedo or like a graduation robe where it's kind of hard to maybe like blend it in. Like you're not just going to be like, oh, I'm going to go to Starbucks and get a coffee. I guess I'll put on my graduation gown and just walk over there, you know. But there's certain things I've heard people say that where they'll look they'll look at a sweater they like, you know, and they're like, well, where would they wear that to? And then they don't buy it, you know, and it's like, it's a sweater. It's not a wedding gown. You can wear that anywhere you want. I mean, it's no big deal at all. It, and it's weird. It's, there's beeps right now. I'm going to tell you real quick. There's a trash, there's a garbage truck outside of my building. I have lived in this apartment for almost three years. I can't tell you the schedule to the garbage trucks because there is a garbage truck outside of my building every day. I don't know why. I don't know what the purpose is, but every day there's a garbage truck every day right now, just there. They're just there. I feel like they pick up trash in my street like every hour on the hour. It's 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 like a grandfather clock. It's just a ding, ding. Anyway. But it's weird. It's like I don't understand this thinking about how we give ourselves a reason to to, to wear things. I do that. You know, it's like sometimes I'll have plans to go meet a friend, right? And we're going to go hang out. Do nothing. And then I'll look at my closet then I'll find the shirt and I pick up the shirt and I like the shirt. And then I'm like, well, we're only going to have, you know, dinner. And it's not like we're going out to do something fancy. So I put the shirt back on and I get my normal things. And I'm like, why isn't that special? I'm going to go hang out with my friend who I adore, obviously, since I'm hanging out with them. Why not dress up? Why not care? Why not try to put some effort in? It's all in my mind. It's this weird psyche thing where I guess maybe in a way it's because I didn't grow up with a lot of money that I start thinking that I have to take care of everything. It's like this, it's this irrational 
way of protecting myself and making sure that I protect and take care of everything, which makes no sense. Because like I said, I'll spend money on nice things and not wear them at all. I have things that I haven't worn in years that I bought. Uh, you know, things that, I, that I'm like, oh, I should wear these pants. I should wear this shirt. I should wear these shoes. I don't wear them because they're nice. And God forbid I should look nice. It's something I'm really struggling with. And I'm trying to make a point. I got rid of a lot of clothes. I'm donating a lot of clothes that, you know, just don't fit me or, you know, whatever. And, and, uh, or like just clothes that I never wore that I'm like, why did I even buy this? I bought this because it was cheap. I buy things on clearance. Like, I, sometimes I buy things on clearance, like at Target, just because it's cheap and I, I don't even think about it and I buy it. And honestly, you guys, I have, I have this thing. I'm going to be so honest with you guys. I have this thing where um, I buy clothes that don't fit me for the day I lose weight. Do other people do that? I will find something that doesn't fit and I know it doesn't fit. And I'm like, oh, that's a nice top. It's only $8. It's two sizes too small, but... I can lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. It's going to look great on me. Cut to like four years later. And I'm like, one day, you know, I, I, I need to start working on that weight loss. One day you're going to fit me. Never does. Never does. I mean, seriously, I, I, I tell people all the time. My closet, so many of my clothes, uh, till I, you know, did this big cleaning Half of my closet is full of clothes that don't fit me. I, I swear it looks like, like if anything died, like if anything happened to me, like if something happened to me and I died and people came into my apartment and looked in my closet, they would think that I have a girlfriend. Like I have a wife living with me that obviously wears like smaller clothes than I do. That's how many, like that's how many items I had in my closet that didn't fit me. The, you know, it, it's weird. It's this idea that, you know, for some reason, these pants are so cute. These pants that I, that I found for like a dollar are so cute that those are, those are the pants that are going to make me want to lose weight. Only then can I lose weight because I found these pants for like, you know, a dollar. It's so weird. The thinking I have is so weird. But, you know, uh, I'm trying to get out of it. I'm trying, you know, I have to go donate the clothes. I'm trying to make sure that I use all the clothes that I can because I, I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this thinking. It's a, it's a new leaf, you know. And I, I, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions because I think we, we, we as people like to build ourselves up and we make these resolutions that we're sure to, to fail at because we give each other so much pressure that for me, I don't believe in resolutions, but I do believe in making changes. And I think that the changes don't have to start on January 1st. I think that the changes start when you've decided that it's enough. And for me, I am tired of my closet living this great life that I don't get to live because I have this irrational fear in my mind that if I wear the things that I spent my hard-earned money on, that it's that the things are not going to be as important or going to lose their value in a way. I hope that makes sense. That's just where I'm at right now. So I don't know. It's like one of those things where I'm really struggling with it. 
I went to see my friend Amelia. We went to sushi um, Saturday. And I wore, I wore a pair of pants that I've had in my closet for two years. And I bought, and I wore this uh, gray top that I forgot I had that I love. Went out to meet her. And I made her take a picture of me so that I could send it to Steve. Because I wanted to show him that I listened to his advice and that I actually like wore the outfit that I normally wouldn't wear for my closet because I'm trying to wear everything that I own. I'm trying to break out of my old archaic thinking and accept that I deserve to wear the things that I buy. And I know it's so weird to think that. It feels weird to say it out loud, but I'm saying it because I'm hoping that people out there, you guys that are listening to the podcast, might um, might agree and actually be able to understand where I'm coming from. So anyway, that's been my week. I've been cleaning out. I've been cleaning out my closet, like in the words of Eminem. And um, that's what I've been doing. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. And yeah. I got to wear, I got to start wearing clothes I own and I got to stop buying clothes that don't fit me for the day I lose weight. And honestly, you know, it's just, I need to be more conscious about me as a person. I think maybe in a way, this is kind of like my version of self-care. I buy things and give these inanimate objects more value than I give myself. Isn't that crazy? Because this sweatshirt was given a price. The sweatshirt was given value by the people that made the sweatshirt. We all determine that the sweatshirt is worth X amount of dollars. Yet me personally, I find it hard to place value on myself. Yet I I give more value to the sweatshirt than I do to myself, which is why I don't wear the sweatshirt. That's insane. And that needs to stop. But I wanted to talk about that because I wanted to see if other people could relate to that. So that's where I'm at right now. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. So stay tuned. I know the holidays are here and do we have the perfect gift for the men in your life. This season, get your dude some mandals. What are mandals? Mandals are candles made especially for men. Ladies, we have the candle game down. We have scents of all our favorite things like clean laundry and pumpkin spice, everything. But but what about men? Come and check out some of our Mandel's bestsellers, like this beer-scented candle. Or how about this candle that smells like a Hooters? This year, forget about buying your man a toolbox. Get him a candle that smells like a hammer instead. This season, treat your man like a real man. Get him some Mandel's. What's up, everybody? And we're back. Um, this week, I also wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I want to check in with everybody and see if I'm the only one that's just kind of stuck in a rut. It's weird. Um, the internet is killing me. Uh, it's just, I get so frustrated at it at times. And I don't know if I'm taking it too serious. And I'm I'm not even talking about people that troll me or anything. It's just overall what the internet is at times is so gross to me. You know, um, I even talk about it on stage. When I was a kid, uh, the internet was invented, you know, 
while I was a kid, you know, so I, I didn't get introduced into the, like, to the internet till I was in college, till I was 18. And I became obsessed with it. Like, I, I was a big nerd in school, and I loved learning. I was the kid that got sad when summer came. Like, I, because, well, and actually, you know, it's funny, because people used to make fun of me when I said that. You know, I would tell people, I always dreaded when summer came, because that meant no school. And everybody's like, ew, you like going to school? Yeah, I did. I loved going to school. And actually, um, I loved going to school for pretty legitimate reasons. You know, it's something that people never really think about. And people used to make fun of me for wanting to go to school all the time. But I, I liked school. I liked learning. But also, there was, um, there was a side, there was a reason that I wanted to go to school so much. And um, I'll actually go into it a little bit here. I used to go to school. I used to like going to school a lot because uh, my mom wouldn't let me go out with friends. I could never go out and, you know, hang out at my friend's house or anything. So the only time I could see or have friends was at school. You know, even when I was in junior high and high school and, you know, my mom was working and I started talking on the phone more, my mom used to uh, call and check up on me at different times throughout the day, you know, after school to make sure I was home and I had to, I had to answer the phone. So sometimes I would get on the phone and talk to my friends for hours, you know, very typical teenage girl stuff. And, uh, sometimes she would come home from work and she would be so mad because she's like, I called you. I called you today. The line was busy. What, what were you doing? Who are you talking to? Because my mom was so strict and protective of me that she thought that if I wasn't answering the phone, I was probably out, you know, sleeping around with guys, getting like knocked up and stuff. Because honestly, in my neighborhood, that happened a lot. A lot of my, um, a lot of my classmates ended up uh, getting, you know, pregnant in high school. I want to say a lot of the cheerleaders in my high school got pregnant. It's insane. But my mom used to protect me a lot. So I liked going to school to to socialize, to have people to talk to. I mean, really, at home, I would hang out with my brothers and my sister. But, you know, you they were older than me. I, I wanted people that were my age, my friends. So I liked going to school for that aspect. And this is actually a more um, serious, you know, uh, aspect of why I wanted to go to school. I, I wanted to go to school because my school district... And this happened later on, you know, I want to say I was in high school when, it, when they implemented it. My school would actually give us breakfast. Like they would give you free breakfast. In my high school, they actually, uh, they would come and deliver breakfast to the students in the morning. You know, they would pass them around. We would watch, we would watch this um, show called uh, Channel One News, you know, and they would show, it was basically young reporters, young journalists giving the news to students, you know, and we would get caught up on the current events and what have you. And um, people would come around the classroom and hand you breakfast. And um, that was one of the reasons I liked going to school, because I got to eat breakfast. You see, my family, we didn't grow up eating breakfast. We would eat breakfast on the weekends um, and usually it was like, uh, like sweet bread, like the pan dulce or, you know, on a fancy occasion, uh, barbacoa, you know, which uh, if you don't know what barbacoa is, uh, maybe don't Google it, but <laughs> you know, um, I used to eat breakfast at school, um, during the summer because my family didn't have a lot of money during the summer. Um, I would get white spots 
on my face from not having enough food to eat. And I'm not saying that my, you know, my family, you know, it, it was neglecting me or anything. We just didn't have money. Uh, you know, we, we did the best we could. My mom did the best she could. And that was one of the reasons that I wanted to go to school. People couldn't understand that. And I couldn't explain to people that that was one of the reasons I wanted to go to school. So, you know, it was like socializing and, and having friends and, and eating breakfast were some of the reasons I wanted to go to school, aside from being a nerd and wanting to study and wanting to do everything. So back to what I was saying about the internet, when the internet came out, I was so happy. I, I was so excited when I discovered what the internet was because I, I say it on stage. I thought that the internet was going to replace encyclopedias. Now, encyclopedias, again, let me repeat, encyclopedias, for those of you that don't know, an encyclopedia is basically Google and books. They used to be these set of books that they would sell alphabetically. And most of us did a lot of our homework, a lot of our research papers from encyclopedias and different books that you'd go to the library. The library is this place that has books. And, um, you know, when I... When I used to do uh, school reports, like school projects and stuff, and I would have to go to the library to look up these encyclopedias, um, there were always volumes of the encyclopedia missing. Like students would steal encyclopedia editions and there wouldn't be an S. And if you were doing, you know, a um, a paper on Samoans and there was no S, you were, you, you were screwed. You would have to find other avenues to research. And um, what would happen is that the encyclopedias, if you bought a set, they were, I want to say, a million dollars for the set. I'm kidding, but it was a lot of money. Um, you would buy this the encyclopedia, and then after a while, they became outdated. There were certain things that you would look up, and you're like, oh, this edition's too old. We, we, can't, we can't find this new thing, this new idea or concept or what have you, or even like a correction of old facts. You know, in the encyclopedias... So sometimes, I remember this one time, I was doing a paper on Japan. I want to say it was like fifth grade or fourth grade. I was doing a paper on Japan, and I was looking up this article on the encyclopedia. Like, I was looking up this thing in the encyclopedia, and um, I needed to verify, I needed backup to verify what, I, you know, to um, confirm what I was saying was true. And I remember realizing that the encyclopedia that I was using for the Japan paper was outdated with a certain aspect of the country. It's the, like, it was, I want to say it was the country's economy. And I had to write a footnote, like I had to write a note in my paper to my <laughs> teacher saying, this is the economy, basically like parentheses, hey, Mrs. Da-da-da, I, um, I had to use the old edition at the library and this information isn't up to date. This is back from like two years ago, three years ago. It was crazy. So when the internet came out, I got so excited because I thought, oh my God, we're going to be brilliant. Like we're finally going to have encyclopedias that update constantly. I, I was thrilled. You know, I liked, I remember going on the internet and just being fascinated by, by chat rooms. Chat rooms were so huge when I started the internet. Chat rooms, you could go into these rooms and talk to strangers and Back then, our hello, our salutation was asking ASL, age, sex, location, so that we would all get to know if we were men, women, how old we were, where we were. And it, it was insane to me. I remember there was this guy 
that I met in a chat room. He was from Ireland. He's, he's from Dublin. And I remember being so amazed that I was in St. Louis at the time. I was, I remember, I remember thinking I was, I was so amazed that I was in Missouri and I was chatting with this guy in Ireland. It was amazing, you know, and I back then had a lot of hope for the internet. Cut to 2017. And this is what I want to talk about. It's what I'm saying. I'm, at times I'm over the internet. I just feel like the internet has evolved into this thing where it's kind of like, it's so negative. It's positive too, but the negativity thrives so much that um, I can, I like to read the news. I like to keep up with current events. I like to read about politics. I always have. Um, my family has always been that family that likes to keep up with, with you know, with current events. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the news aren't news anymore. I think that especially because if you read, if you get your news from the internet and you go to websites like, you know, whatever that has the headlines, so many of these headlines have evolved from, you know, being factual to trying to get you to click on their headlines. So, you know, a headline used to be like, uh, you know, accident off the freeway, five people injured. And now it, the clickbaits and everything to get you to click, it's evolved into this headline where it's super vague and it's like, guess what happened on the freeway? <gasps> I'm sure you're dying to find out. Click. And it's just, it's so weird. It's like, give me the information. Let's move on. And I just, I get so annoyed at how all these stories are just so negative. You know, it's, we don't have any we don't have anything good to counteract the negative stuff a lot of times, you know? And I'm not saying that there isn't good content on the internet. There is. There's positive stories. You can find them. I just feel like the ones that get attention are the ones that are a little bit more negative. I even tweeted about it earlier this week. I was, um, I, I tweeted that uh, Twitter basically is like a Yelp review for people. People review other people. That's what Twitter is. You write a tweet. You know, like a couple of days ago, I wrote a tweet and I said something like, um, what was it? Oh, I was watching the original Kings of Comedy and I tweeted that I was watching the original Kings of Comedy and I talked about how much I loved it. And I remember I was tweeting, like, I'm watching the original Kings of Comedy, love it, blah, 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 so funny. And this guy just tweets back, nah, it's not funny. Who asked you? Did I say everybody write back and tell me if you think it's funny? I'm just writing my opinion. Like, why do you feel you have to write anything about it? If you don't think it's funny, then fine. Move on with yourself. Why do you think your opinion matters so much where you're just saying, nah, it's not funny. I just told you. I just told you that I thought it was funny. I just told you. And now you're going to be like, nah, you're wrong. How can I be wrong about an opinion? And that's what the internet is. It's insane what it's become. And can we just talk a little bit about that stupid article about that Nazi sympathizer? I mean, you've got this guy, they profile a guy basically saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know they got good ideas. Oh, do they? Do they? Where are the other articles getting the attention about good people doing good things? It's insane that we live in a time where right now, in order to get clicks, in order to, for people to click and, and have your, your name trending, you write an article about a Nazi, a Nazi sympathizer. I mean, you know, it's, 
Is that what we're doing for attention now? That's what we're going for? You can't normalize bad behavior. And I'm sick and tired of normalizing bad behavior. Uh, look, Look at 45. I don't like saying his name. But look at the guy in the White House. Look at the guy in our literal white pride White House. Look at the guy in our White House. 45. Every day makes headlines every day for tweets. And they are tweets that are just like every day you wake up and you think like, really? Is this a real tweet? Uh, We've gotten to the point where now the onion the onion is, it's its not as funny as it used to be because now the real headlines are so much crazier than anything the onion could have come up with that you just, now the onion almost seems like a serious thing, you know? And it's so weird that we're at that point where, you know, uh, I said this earlier too. I said this earlier in the week. It's like every day I go to bed and I wonder what the hell am I going to wake up to? And it's a weird time to live like that because I don't go to bed thinking, oh man, I'm so tired. I am so pumped to wake up tomorrow because I'm sure the internet is going to be full of awesome things and positive stories and blah, blah, blah. No, I go to bed thinking, am I going to wake up and we're going to be at war? What's going, what's going on? What big thing are we going to do now? And it's weird because we've gotten to the point where now the bad news, the negative news, the critical news, everything. It's just, it comes in such a a succession. You know, it comes in order. It comes like, it's just back after back after back that we've become numb to it. Now, you know, it's, my my friends will text me. My friends will text me, you know, whatever. Like, have you seen this headline? Da, 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 da. And some of my friends will text me very excited. Like, oh my God, can you believe this is happening? And I have to admit that and like, I'm going to be honest with you. I've gotten numb. My friends text me these headlines and I'm just thinking, yeah, so is anything going to change? You, you know, and, and I hate that because I catch myself. I catch myself doing that, like saying that. And I'm thinking, my, I, I have been, I've been like, I, I've become accustomed to reading these like, what the hell, like kind of headlines and thinking that nothing's going to change. And that has to stop, you know? And it's just, I don't know. I think that also a culmination of like the the negativity and the salaciousness of everything that we see right now online, you know, connected with, you know, the time of year that we're at. Because right now, let's face it, as humans, this is the, this is a rough time of the year for a lot of people. And, and it, it has been for years. I think that in a way we... Not we like you and I, but like, you know, we collectively as people, we have um, gotten accustomed to so to feeling bad around this time of year. You know, it's this thing where we have the holidays coming and it's about like, oh, don't be alone for the holidays. You got to surround yourself around people that, you know, around family and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like, well, some of us can't afford to go and see family. You know, and so some of us can't do this for scheduling. Some of us, you know, some of us are alone for specific reasons. Some of us are alone because we don't have family, you know, it, you know, whatever the reason is, it's not your fault. That you, you know, it's not your fault that, that you're alone a lot of times or that you're spending the holidays by yourself. So how, why do we feel bad? We, we feel it because it's just years and years of being taught that this is such an important time of year. I mean, it's this idea that everything wraps up. 
I don't know about you guys, but this is, this is what I call like Hail Mary. Like it's the Hail Mary part of the year where, you know, it starts in January where you make the New Year's resolutions. And for some reason, January 1st, everything changes. It's a game changer, you guys. We make rules of everything that we want to do. And it's always these, it's never, they're never really uh, New Year's resolutions that are simple to keep. It's never like, you know what, guys, for the new year, my resolution is to eat more broccoli. I know, I'm being bad. I'm going to try to eat more veggies, okay? <laughs> it's never that. It's always this huge thing like, hey guys, uh, this year for my New Year's resolution, I'm going to become half robot. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to become half robot. I'm going to become half machine. That's my New Year's resolution. How are we expected to, to succeed with that, you know? So a lot of us have the New Year's resolution and then they slowly, the resolutions disappear. And then, you know... We go on and we live our lives and we do all the holidays that we do, whatever it is. And then Thanksgiving comes. Then after Thanksgiving, you know, it's like I was saying, now Black Friday is more like Grey Thursday. We celebrate it earlier. And then we go into December and a lot of people are like looking back and they're like, oh, wait a minute. I forgot I was supposed to become half robot this year. What happened? I totally forgot to become half robot. So now we start thinking, oh man, we didn't we didn't accomplish our New Year's resolution. I didn't become a half robot. I must I must suck as a person. Like what is wrong with me? What are these expectations? And I'm not speaking for everybody, obviously. I'm speaking like that's sometimes I have felt like that in the past. You know, I'm talking as a general we, but honestly, it this I'm talking about myself. But you know, it's that idea where for years I used to think. I used to look back at the year and think, what did I do with myself? And then I started thinking, what did you expect to do? I mean, think about it. At times, at times I start thinking, what did I do this year? Then at other times I start thinking, well, you're alive. You can pay your bills. You got to be grateful for that. That's something. And you know, it, so many of us, we focus on how we failed on becoming half robot. That we don't celebrate the fact that, you know what, we're alive and, you know, we're doing things every day. And that's something. That's a triumph. I imagine. Imagine somebody that, that doesn't feel great a lot, you know. I mean, we've all go, go through those phases where sometimes, you know, we go through lulls. We might feel depressed. A lot of us, you know, suffer from depression. And it's that thing where, you know especially when people that that struggle with, you know, with these feelings that they themselves can't control. You know, it's it's part of your chemistry. When you feel sad so many times, you start thinking of the bigger picture and at times even when you're feeling bad, it's hard to understand that um being alive and being able to live day by day and surviving every day is a triumph. You know, and I feel like that is one of those things where we have to focus more on the smaller things. You know, it's like, what's that book called? Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. It's all small stuff. I'm more of the idea of um, we should celebrate the small stuff because it's all small stuff. You know, we have to celebrate everything that we do. We have to celebrate. We have to celebrate everything that means something regardless of how small or how, how large it is, we have to celebrate. We have to 
We have to find the joy because sometimes it's hard to find the joy. I think that for so many people, especially during this time of year, you know, aside from the normal, you know, the normal like amount of negativity that some that we've become accustomed to online, you know, aside from that, we have to take a moment to realize, you know, we're doing we're doing fine. And I think at times we have to tell each other that we're we're doing fine. I wish there was more stuff that was prominently displayed to where like if we read if we read bad news, I wish it I wish we could have a law where if we have a bad news story, we have to have a good good news story right after. You know, it's if you read an, a story like you won't believe what the president did, hell breaks loose. And then you read the story and after that, it's like, but look at this puppy. You know what I mean? I mean, it just yin and yang, dude. Yin and yang, man. That's all I'm talking about. Yang to the yang. Anyway, we're going to take a break and I'll be back. And it is going to be time to talk about what I'm into this week. Oprah. All right, I'll see you in a minute. Hello, ladies. Do you love to text but have fat fingers? Did you try to tell a friend they're awesome, but your fat fingers made autocorrect changed awesome to awful? Then you should try hand spanks. They're spanks for your hands. <laughs> Our spanks are made out of the strongest spandex around. Sure, it might cut off a little bit of your circulation, but isn't that a small price to pay to spell words right? Hand spanks in stores now. And we're back. What's going on, everybody? We are at the point in the podcast where I like to talk about what I'm into this week. And uh, this week, I'm really into wogging. That's a term I made up. I call it wogging. It's a half walk, half jog. And uh, I've been trying to be mobile, more mobile, work out more, exercise more. And, um, you know, I'm doing the Fitbit thing, which I like to do. And I actually like, I like this time of year for walks. I like walks. I love walks. You know, I like taking walks everywhere. But what I do, um, I will go to a place. Sometimes I will go to the grocery store. I'll jog to the grocery store, which is a little over a mile away. And is it? I don't even know how far it is. I'll say a mile. I don't even know. But um, I will jog to the grocery store. I will shop. And then I walk back with my groceries. So it's kind of like, hey, I took care of exercising and errands at the same time. And uh, <laughs> I actually, uh, I have this rule that in my neighborhood, if I have to go somewhere that's under two miles, I try to walk everywhere. And um, I just do it for fun. I, I like walking. Sometimes I'll talk on the phone with people while I walk. Sometimes I'll play music. I play a lot of music when I walk. I have different playlists that I like. But I like it because, you know, um, I I think it gives me a chance to clear my mind and kind of just like reset and just think about things that maybe I wouldn't normally think about, you know? And it's funny, um, when I first started going to my therapist, I want to say, oh, I don't even know how long ago it was, but he suggested that I go for walks and he was telling me that I needed to disconnect from technology. And, um, I did, I started walking to go see him from my apartment. He lives nearby. I mean, he's, you know, his office is nearby. I would walk to his office without earbuds and just really focus 
on taking in the environment, the neighborhood. And I realized that my walks were different. So sometimes I will walk with nothing, with no sound, you know, and just kind of accept with no music and kind of accept the world around me. And when that, when I do that, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel aware of things. And, you know, when I do the wogs, uh, W-O-G-S, when I do my wogs, I, um, I like listening to music because, um, with the time change, sometimes I, well, I usually go in the evenings when it's dark and I like hearing music. It just, I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm back in New York walking around, even though I don't live in any neighborhood that looks like New York, but you know, um, the music sometimes helps narrate the walk and it puts me in a certain mood, which I like, but I've been, um, I've been walking all week consistently. I haven't taken a day off. And, uh, I want to say that yesterday, I'll even look it up on my telephono. Um, yesterday I walked, yesterday I walked seven and a half miles. Like I walked, jogged, I walked seven and a half miles. So I was really excited that I got to do that. You know, that was like my, like a good workout for the day. And I don't necessarily want to do the running thing. I used to run a lot when I was younger. I would average, you know, I would, I would do a minimum of like six miles a day. And, uh, I can't run like that anymore. My knees, I, I, my, my knees just, ugh, I can't. My knees are about to give out, everybody. But I like the walking because the jog is cool. It's just, I think the walk back kind of like cools me down. But I've been trying to get healthier. I've been trying to get healthier, not just physically, but just like mentally, meaning that like I like that time where I walk because it allows me to think about things and it allows me to make plans for things. And I like having that um, that moment, you know, um, that moment where where I just take a walk. And I like doing it with people, too. And I like walking with people. I like taking long walks with people and just chatting, friends, whatever, you know. I, I kind of think that's like a, that's a fun date to me, you know. It's like you just kind of go off and you don't look at your phones and you just walk around and talk about things that are bugging you or things that, you know, what's going on in your life. I feel like that's a little old, old school, which seems kind of insane that it's old school. But um, I like the walking. The walking's great, and I'm really into it. And you know, it's it it does make you feel good when you when you reach your your you know your your steps on the Fitbit, you know. And um, so that's something that I've been into this week. I've been really into walking. You know, I usually do it at night, but now what I've been doing too is uh, on Sundays. I like to go for walks, long walks. I like to go on long walks. You guys, hi Tinder, what's up? Um, I like to go on long walks on Sunday to go do, do things for myself. So what I do is every week I try to do something fun or something different. And I just try to like hang out and explore my neighborhood. So like two weeks ago, one thing I like to do on Sundays, I will walk to uh, this bagel shop that I like. I like bagels. And, um, I will walk to the bagel shop and I'll, I'll have breakfast by myself. You know, and I like it because it just kind of allows me to walk throughout the day, you know, in daylight, <laughs> go to the bagel shop, have breakfast. I walk around like it's like the bagel shop is in the Beverly Hills area. I live in I live I like to say that I live Beverly Hills adjacent. It's a nice little neighborhood where you can actually walk and see all these little businesses and I like supporting small businesses. So it's kind of cool. 
I'll go have breakfast by myself, walk around the stores and then come back. And I like it. It's cool. You know, it's just, it's nice and effortless. So, um, it's something that I like to do. And I do feel like, um, this past Sunday I walked, I want to say I did about six miles this Sunday. And, um, on Thanksgiving last week, I walked by the store and they had these really cool silver sneakers that I totally fell in love with. And last Sunday, I walked to the store, which was, you know, a couple miles away, bought the shoes and then walked back to my apartment. And I liked it. It's just something cool. That's what I'm into this week. Wogging. Wogging is great. Half walk, half jog. You should check it out. Even, you know, I suggest it. I highly suggest it. Go take a walk around the neighborhood and just kind of like... Just kind of take it in. And I tell you, it, I don't know about you, but it made me feel good. It makes me feel good to walk. It's like a nice break in the day. And, you know, it's just not only do you feel like you've accomplished something, like you're being active, but just it's good for the mind. And I couldn't recommend it more. So that's the thing I'm into this week. Wogging. W-O-G-G-I-N-G. Let's wog. So that's what I'm into. And that is what I've got to say this week. I'm sorry the podcast came out a day late or what have you, but with the holiday, um, I usually try to upload the uh, podcast on Wednesday, but I couldn't, I had a couple things to do this week and it kind of like slowed me down, but here it is. Here's the podcast for all four of you that listen. And, uh, (laughs) I always say, I always change the number. I always say to the six people listening to the four people. I used to say six people listening. Now I'm saying four. So in my hypothetical mind, two of my imaginary listeners just decided to not listen to my podcast anymore. But anyway, um, I hope everybody has a great week. I will talk to you later and um, be kind to others. But most importantly, be kind to yourself. I hope everybody has a great week and I will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to another episode of To Be Continued with Cristel Alonso. I am Cristel Alonso. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.